I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Fantasy Football Tips. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture. Joined, <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. joined by Adam Cleary. We could call it just the tips. Adam Cleary and Michael Sidgwick to give you all the tips you need ahead of game week oh. five in fantasy football. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts. As I said, though, I'm joined by Adam Cleary and the man who is top of the What Culture Office League, Michael Sidgwick. Could you announce me by my uh, full name? How, what is that? Le Champion. Le Champion. <laughs> uh, congratulations, first and foremost. How do you think I celebrated? Don't know. With a little bit of the bubble <laughs> We're crossing the streams here. Um, oh. Yeah, congratulations. A great week. It's good to have the Premier League back this weekend, I isn't it? I have enjoyed the international break. There have been some good games, but comprehensively, it's like watching a different sport that's nowhere near as entertaining as league football. Mm. And I hate it, hate it, hate it when it appears. So yes, delighted that FPL is back in my life. And also delighted, thanks to the gods of the fixture list, that I can get the Newcastle hammering out of the way on Saturday morning and enjoy the entire rest of the weekend. <laughs> And so no hope of a, of a potential shock victory at Anfield in oh, the early none. kickoff. Oh, none. None for me. But that's... But you see, even though we'll get to it in a bit, even though I've got no hope for Newcastle getting anything out of this, still not wildly Putting, backing Liverpool, yeah. Yeah, completely changing your team to ensure the points coverage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, you scored 84 points last week. I Mike, did. A, a stellar performance. Captaining, and in, captaining Aguero, unlike literally everyone else in the office who went for Sterling. Sterling. And he did nothing. Um, what are your major transfers in and out this week? Absolutely zero. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't blame them. Why do you top, Le Champion is making absolutely zero transfers because my long-term vision of prescience and audacity mm. is bearing fruit. And it's a long-term vision. It's not contingent on short-term impulse. A lot of players that I you've got on in your team already that I would I, I've written down as players to, to pick this week. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Because I've just like the Paul Skulls of fantasy football. Just I can see things you don't see. And just because <laughs> just because you don't see them doesn't mean they aren't there. Um, one of the big fixtures this weekend, Adam Cleary, is yeah. of course the late game on Saturday. Man City traveling to Carrow to face Norwich. Um, the big sort of question mark you have is not should you bring Man City players in? But which ones, if you haven't got them already, should you bring in? The, the big three, you know, aside from if you've got maybe Edison in net uh, or 
a, a Zinchenko or a, whoever in the I will, defense. I will say. Your, your choice is Aguero, De Bruyne, Sterling. Well, I, as you will recall, I started off this fantasy league season by saying, look, lads, I think Kevin De Bruyne is back in a big way. I think he's way undervalued. I think what did the start him at nine million or something absurd like that? Had him in since the start. He's currently one of the best, highest scoring players in the league. Not going to change him. I've also got Sterling in. Not going to change him anytime soon. And I've had Zinchenko there as a very cheap way into the back line. Now, I did consider getting rid of Zinchenko because eventually they are going to rotate that position, I think. But obviously this catastrophic injury to Laporte probably means there won't be that many changes at the back because you do, when you bring players in and out, you do still want to have a cohesive Hmm. back line if you're going to have a major, major absence. Probably the only guaranteed starter in that entire Man City defence, aside from Edison himself. Mm -hmm. I would imagine Zinchenko's probably going to get a lot more. Even though it's not his position, it doesn't directly affect him. You probably get more game time as a result. So I have used up my allocation of three Man City players, and unless either Sterling or De Bruyne look like they're going to get massively cycled out, I can't see ever having space for Aguero. Some people may be tempted to bring in Otamendi, of course, who's traditionally had a a great record Mm. in in fantasy football and obviously should be getting an opportunity Mm. with that injury to Laporte. Uh, Who have you got in terms of Man City players? I've kept faith with Kyle Walker purely because he has got more chance of registering assists as well as clean sheets. Um, so yeah he's been a decent performer for me so far and I feel the best is yet to come mm. I think Walker's a far better option than Zinchenko for exactly the reasons you say but I, again I've been waiting all season for that rotation to come in and just it hasn't quite yet mm. I think Walker is going to be someone who might be in and out as the season gets on I've also got Aguero sorry to interject mm. um, purely because he's established at this point yep. and he got a huge points haul for me last week a fixture he's guaranteed to score in mm. Surely, I think a hat trick beckons. I think the way he's playing at the minute, Aguero is guaranteed to score in every game he plays in at the minute. He looks fun, even though like the years are catching up with him, and he's sort of been the focal point of that attack for God knows how long now. Mm. He does still look like he's going to score every time he plays, partly because they're just so well set up for a focal point striker. But I have to admit, I was wrong about Aguero this year. I thought he'd be in and out of the side mm. loads. I really thought they were going to give. Jesus, a massive crack of the whip. And they, I think he did start the first He started the first fixture. Yeah. yeah, and I thought, well, you know, that, that could be that, that balance tipping, but I, he looks undroppable for me at the minute. No doubt he'll somehow still be rotated because it's Pep, but... Well, it, 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 I'm fairly certain I'll give a, a heads up now. I'm probably going to captain Aguero this week, which means you need to put the armband on Sterling. Yes, it means Jesus is starting. <laughs> yes, yeah. indeed. Um, what are the other big games you're looking at this weekend? Because I, I, yours is one of those sides that I look at as top of the league. And I, I think... How has my side, you know, how have I got all these players in my side who aren't scoring points? And you've, there's barely anyone missing. Like, obviously, you don't have Sterling and De Bruyne, but you have Aguero. You may not have Salah, but you've got Mane. You've got James, Pepe, Allaire. You know, a, a decent points across the board. So is it just a case of sticking with what you went with at the beginning of the season? Or have you slightly rotated from there? No, I've, I've slightly, have I rotated at all? I generally don't think I have. I think I've just stuck to Perez on the bench. He's done nothing really. But in terms of, like, mine are the bare, bare on my bench. I've tried to go just underneath the, like, top price points right across the board because, really, I wanted to fit Giroud in there because he's usually, well, historically, a great substitute. Hasn't worked whatsoever, obviously. But, yeah, I've just gone for that just below that mid-price point. And if you look at the fixtures, virtually every single one of my start 11, I didn't plan this. I'm not that good at this game. But virtually every one of my starting 11 has a very winnable fixture. So we've got 
Man City, most every fixture is winnable. Mm. Arsenal have got... Uh, struggling, away struggling Watford. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've got two Arsenal players in that midfield. Uh, Liverpool have got Newcastle. Obviously, that is going to be an onslaught. Manchester United have got... Leicester. Man, Leicester. Mm. Quite, it could be quite an open game, that. But to be honest, Man United are totally bobbins anyway. Yeah. I've just picked the guy who's got what they've been sorely missing in pace. So... And a bit of arsehole about him. Looks like he actually wants to play for Man United. Yeah. I've got a bit of an odd one this week. Most of my team are playing away. I always try and like... I like to try and have some kind of rotation going on where we're going to get mostly home games. Mm-hmm. But it's completely come undone here. We've got Sterling, De Bruyne, Lanzini, Digne, Zinchenko, Pickford and Ashley Barnes all away from home this week. Mm. So it's tough and tricky. But it's, it's a weird week, really, because you've got one or two of the big sides uh, with massive games. But beyond that, like... I think Arsenal... The favourites against Watford, but I think Watford are probably going to pick up with the new manager bounce. Mm-hmm. They could choke the struggle there. The new Everton old are, manager. The new old manager. Yeah, Everton are away to Bournemouth. That could be quite tight. Chelsea have got Wolves. That's going to be really tight. Man United have got Leicester. That's going to be really tight. It's one of those game weeks where it's going to be really unlikely point scorers, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, in terms of looking at my side, and I know some of the people who've looked at theirs, with the, the unpredictability of a lot of these fixtures, you like generally going into a game week to see, like, right, we're playing the... The newly promoted sides, or the you know slightly easier, let's just say, Premier League sides. Newcastle. You, you can't, you know, aside from City and Liverpool, and even Liverpool to a certain extent. You know, Newcastle have, have turned things around recently. Beyond that, you know, I brought Bournemouth players in the start of the season who haven't really done a lot, and oh. they're playing Everton. You're not sure about that, and then you know, Wolves, Chelsea. That could go anyway. That could be a, a massive Wolves home win. That could be a massive Chelsea away mm. win if Wolves are, you know, having players recovering from international duty and still got an eye yes. on Europe. Of course, it could be a bore draw where they both neither of them give anything up. It, it's really tough. Is this a week maybe less for changes and more for just sort of sticking to your guns? Perhaps. The thing about FPL is you've got to put. You've got to have players in who, even when it's not an obvious game week, they're gonna they might chip in with a couple of bonus points. They might get you a four instead of a two. Mm. And it's weeks like this where those really astute buys come in. You know, there's not gonna be there's not obviously gonna be a lot of avenues for your big point scorers to mm. get a lot of big points aside again from Liverpool and Man City, but that's the case every single week. So you're kinda of looking at you know, like an unlikely clean sheet for one of your back four or an unlikely assist for someone in your midfield. It's one of those ones that really sort of tests the sort of the next level of FPL thinking where you're trying to work out right beyond like me captaining Salah and him getting 32 points this week we're going to pick up a 5 or a 6 or mm-hmm. 7 or something like that um, you'll know a lot more about your team at the end of this week I think when it comes um, when the points all come in but I'm glad you mentioned Bournemouth it's my big song and dance at the start of the season of Everton and Bournemouth they've got yep, all these great pictures I have officially given up on <laughs> I've transitioned them all out I've got rid of my uh, Rico who's in the back line I've got rid of him I got rid of Fraser last week just as he got his first assist of the season. Thanks so much for that. <laughs> Callum Wilson, I'm going to keep in yeah. for the next couple of games because they've got a fairly, not a favourable run, but they've got one or two games where he could mm. pick up some points, but we'll get rid of him eventually. Um, and again, I've, I've given up on Dominic Calvert-Lewin as well <laughs> after thinking he was going to be one of the bargain buys of the season. Everton were going to commit to playing him up front. Everton look good and they look creative and they look confident on the ball and look very solid at the back, but they're not creating the type of chances that a forward is gagging to finish off so he's gone for Ashley Barnes because his upcoming fixtures are stupendous um, now myself and Michael Sidgwick have obviously got Aguero up front mm. you've got as you mentioned the three City players in Zinchenko Sterling and De Bruyne um, which leaves the big money striker up front who have you gone for I've got Harry Kane at the minute and I've got Harry Kane because again Spurs I think have got a good run of fixtures coming up they were the ones that I've meant to write them down but I think their next 
of this next eight games, I think seven of them are two or threes. A lot of them are at home. He's got a really good chance to go on a run here. And Spurs look again, you know, for the third or fourth season, we're really, really reliant upon him for goals. You'll know again, as with this week, you'll, you're going to know quite quickly whether or not Harry Kane's going to be in for a, a good run of form. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewellery of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweller since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's, it's kind of difficult sometimes when you come back off an international break because you can look at the previous form, mm. but it's been two weeks since we've had any yeah. Premier League football. And it's almost like a fresh start again, isn't it? And, and I'm, I'm in, I personally am always inclined to Stick with what I've got generally. Maybe make one change, but yeah. try, I, I try to hold myself back on that so that next week, when you can kind of judge, okay, right, they've come back, and you know maybe Watford have turned things around, or it, people have continued their form. You've got two free transfers to utilise. Mm. Is that is that what you're kind of aiming at as well? Yeah, there's often like sort of mystery knocks that are kept quiet that get picked up on international breaks, as you said, form. Like players thrive on the confidence that form breeds, and without that, I just like to play it safe. Do you take into account international form? Because I saw a lot of people saying, "Well, Pookie continued scoring internationally this week." Well, put it this way: I'm not going to put Fabian Shaw in there because he scored a goal past like Conference Northern Ireland. You know, just not happening whatsoever. You got to take into account the vast disparity of the sheer makeup of international football. So. Yeah, absolutely not a consideration for I mean, me. It doesn't count. I don't pay any mind to international football going into this because how many times have you seen players either be stupendous at national level and dog at club level or the opposite way around? They're playing different systems with you know with different uh, teammates around them against different opposition. It and has different no, roles, yeah. It has absolutely no bearing to it whatsoever. It's probably like, taking us a little break. Yeah. Because get some of them get very little to do over the summer. Uh, so they just take it as a literal walk in the park. Mm. So yeah, not a factor for me. Uh, no changes for you this nope, week. Nope, because I'm the, the champion. <laughs> major transfers. My in, only in transfer uh, so far, I might make a second one and take the points here. I haven't decided yet. 
I've got rid of Dominic Calvert-Lewin for Ashley Barnes because I said Barnes have got Brighton away, Norwich home, Aston Villa away, Everton home, Leicester away coming up. So they're all... Four goals already this season Four as well. goals already this season. I want to get... I know you've already got Sebastian Ale in there. I want him eventually. He's going to... When I eventually get rid of um, uh, Callum Wilson, but it'll be for Ale, I think. But West Ham's next two games look quite tough. I've still got Lanzini. Who've, who've West Ham got? West Ham have got uh, their uh, Monday game this week. Villa this week. They're so away at Villa. They're Man United. Then Bournemouth and Palace. Yes, yeah, so I think after that I'm going to take Lanzini out and bring Ale in for Callum Wilson. Um, City and Liverpool were players you kind of have to stick with. Um, Liverpool, the thing is, I'm sort of, this is why I'm partly moving away, away from Liverpool because they have got Newcastle this week and they should probably get a decent point haul. But the next six games, four of them are Chelsea away, Leicester home, Man United away, Tottenham Oof. home. So there's... You know, games I'm sure Liverpool fans will look at and think we probably should be winning some of, if not all of those, but not games you're guaranteed a clean sheet, not mm. games you're going to run away with the scoring. Um, I probably will come back around to Liverpool players in maybe six weeks to two months, but at the minute, I think their run of forms makes them a very, very risky risky prospect. They've got games you'd expect them only to be winning by the odd goal. Uh, and who else are you eyeing up uh, going forward, perhaps after this game week? Uh, Chelsea players, to be honest with you, because I think Chelsea... Are I know I've been going on about them all season. I think they will come good, but they are scoring goals now at the very least. Tammy Abraham, he's still really relatively low priced. I think he's the same as Pookie. Just the opposition is a bit of a concern more. for me that he's been scoring against. But that's the kind of teams they've got coming up. Yeah, well, right. the problem they've not got they've got one or two tough games on the horizon. But after that, they've got a good run. Um, Mason Mount's another one I want because he looks like he's going to be integral to that. After Wolves and Liverpool, to their next two, they've got um, the six. Six games after that are all twos and threes as well. Okay. So Chelsea could... The research you put into this is so impressive. It's, that's it. I've done how it does it feel to I'm lose to someone who just <laughs> half-arses it? It's, honestly, it's so frustrating. Every season. I don't know. <laughs> I get wound up and wound up. I was telling t- 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 a story at the Big weekend. picture. Sorry, the story at the I weekend. I was thinking, uh, I remember uh, one season, I, uh, this was with the moment I knew I maybe needed to calm down with fantasy football, heading into the final weekend of the season. This is a couple of years ago. So no. Uh, group with a load of mates and I was I was going to win the league I was about 50 points clear so I, I should have just been like oh this is great and the night before the final Premier oh, League no. season I had a nightmare that I inexplicably subbed about 12 players out without using a wild card and that someone else triple captained Gary Cahill who then proceeded to score a hat-trick for Chelsea so that's when I knew I'd probably taken it a little bit <laughs> too seriously to be worrying about stuff like that but yeah I, I've, I've gone from someone who just sort of goes, oh, I like the look of them, I like the look of them. And it, it draws me in, this game. I get, I get looking into the next six fixtures or whatever. Big picture. Work out at the end of the season who's probably going to impress the most in each position mm. and just keep the faith. Just keep the faith in your core. That's what wins your leagues. Well, I'm a massive tinker man. So <laughs> All right, Claudio. I'm going to continue. Oh, you mentioned uh, Barnes. He's someone I've potentially got my own, as we mentioned. Alain. Have you not made your changes well. yet? I've not made my changes yet. Wow. Coming on the podcast without committing to the decisions you're going to espouse. Yes. Well, that, that, came, back to, that came back to haunt me in the past where I said, I'd probably bring Pookie in. And Andy Murray convinced me I shouldn't. And then he proceeded to score a hat-trick. So. <laughs> I, do, I do think, and I know I've already I said this last week and he got another goal. I think the Pookie bubble could be about to burst. They've got two really tough games coming up, which you'll do very well to get a goal in. Um, and you he, mentioned the other day as well that he's the only real outlet, it seems. Yeah, like this is kind of going into actual football conversation rather than fantasy football. You always you always get these teams coming up from the championship who keep their core of their squad together. They keep the way they're playing together as opposed to like your Fulhams who just spend their Premier League money trying to get in better players. And that catches teams out and it takes the league a bit of a while to mm. adjust them. And hopefully by that point, 
if you're a Sheffield United, for example, you've got the points on the board. I can see Sheffield United, I think you said it in the podcast yesterday, there could be like a 25-30 point in the first half of the season team and then it's like an eight or nine point in the second half of the season, but that's fine. Yeah. You've stopped up. I don't think Norwich are in as strong a position, although granted they are only two points behind them, I think, mm. because it's only Pookie teams need to figure out really because he finishes off so many of their chances. Uh, the only other players that I've been potentially considering bringing in uh, is McGinn from Villa, of course. Who's I've got John McGinn. Yeah, he's yeah, one of those players who's in and out. I think he's had, you know, out of the four games, probably had a couple of, of decent weeks. So it's, it's kind of up in the air. West Ham, again, is another questionable fixture, but they are at home, Aston Villa. And you're sticking with him. Well, I've got McGinn and Lanzini. I think they play each other, right, and saying mm-hmm. this week. Yeah. Um, John McGinn is a fantastic player. He's one I've had in since the start. He scores goals out of absolutely nothing, which if you're Aston Villa and you're still trying to coalesce your 25 new signings, it is going to be goals <laughs> out of nothing that will do that will keep you up if indeed anything will. Um, he got that really good assist in the first game of the season. He was sat on my bench for that. And then I think he scored in week three. Mm. He was on my bench for that as well. So <laughs> but annoyingly, he's been in the side the yeah. other two weeks. He's someone who I brought in to kind of cycle in and is out. He's starting this week. He's starting this week because I was trying to cycle no him in and out as the fixtures <laughs> yeah. were kind. Um, West Ham at home seems like something you could do something. But... No doubt this will be a blank for him, possibly ascending off, and then you'll get a hat-trick next week. I think in terms of like United players, it's very difficult to call. I think Daniel James is probably the only one I'd go for. In terms of the other big sides, we've mentioned City, uh, we've mentioned Liverpool, you mentioned Chelsea. Arsenal, I think, is someone that people need to keep an eye on. You've got uh, both players I'm going to mention here already in your side. Uh, next few Arsenal games, Watford, Villa, Man United, Bournemouth, and Sheffield United. You know, the obvious ones are Lacazette and Aubameyang. Lacazette a little bit cheaper up front if you mm. want to rotate him out, you know, rotate out a, a Kane or an Aguero or whoever. But I think Pepe and, I, we always get this wrong, Caballos? Well, if we all say it different ways, then at least in the comments, someone will be like, well, he got it right. Okay. One, two, three. Caballos. Caballos. Okay. Them. Uh, yes, get them I would consider Danny Onions. Pepe has shown glimpses of just pure filth skill. Yeah which will breed confidence, which should produce results. I think a lot of people have gone for, I'm just going to call them onions because it's quite quite similar. To the sp- Isn't like Cabello the Spanish word for onion? It's close enough. It's a bit joking here, this. Yeah, well, <laughs> here we are. Um, I think people got a little bit... Angry. <laughs> onions, I'm sure be delighted with that. I don't know if he watches. Um, there's a couple of... What do they call the thingy? Dave, <laughs> isn't it? Um, Aspilicueta. Aspilicueta, yeah. <laughs> David Aspilicueta. Um I don't think he's the kind Carl of player that's going to end up with a load of goals or a load of points by the end of the season because I think the role he's going to play in that Arsenal side is way deeper than it looks to me. Mm. I mean, it looks like the kind of player who's going to bring the ball out from the back. You'll get points. He's playing for Arsenal. You know, There'll always be opportunities for him, but I think as good as he is, he's maybe he's not going to be an FPL must-have in a couple of weeks. But I could be totally wrong. They might play him further up. What do you two think? Who are you going to put the captain's armband on this week? I'm going to give a shout-out to Sagar Sedhain, uh, manager of Shadow Recruit in the What Culture Fans Fantasy League. Uh, yet again, I think we mentioned him uh, the other week. He is still top of the What Culture Fans League. He scored 82 points last week, which is almost as good as Michael Sidgwick. Um, he has a grand total of 315 points wow. after four game weeks. That's absurd. And is 68th in the world. So congratulations. You outscored, you outscored someone who's 68th in the world. Just makes us think, how good actually am I? <laughs> 50th, 40th, 30th. Who knows? Who Do you knows? know what it is? I'm absolutely sick of this Sedhan or Sidgwick conversation. Can we not just <laughs> both, can we not just be pleased that we're alive to see them both play FPL at the same time? Should point out, I hoyed Vestergaard in arbitrarily. Yeah, I think everybody did, and he's yeah, doing amazing. Good, I got some uh, points from him. Uh, who's going to be your captain this week? Ooh, potentially Aguero mm-hmm. because he's almost nailed on to score in a game like that. But you know, I'm a maverick. Obviously, he's look at that maverick, initial yeah. team selection. I'm a total maverick. 
I'm half flirting with the idea, just because I've got an unassailable lead in the office league. <laughs> flirting with the idea of captaining Dubravka. Interesting. The amount... Insane, not interesting. And also Dubravka. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 that's sorry. As well. well. That's what is part of that new tweet that someone sent out of how you meant to pronounce the new player's name. The amount of Thank shots you. that I going to be peppered in his direction and he's a great shot stopper. I'll put it this way. If Newcastle are going to get anything from that game, they need to not concede. And if they don't concede, Martin Dubravka will end up with 20 points. Yes. Purely for the bonuses you'll get and the saves you'll get. He, again, I think he was the Spurs game as well. Although he didn't make that many saves, he ended up with a load of points off the back of that. It just depends on what side of the bed at which I wake up. Do I decide to play it safe or risky? Who knows? But if you want a tip from Le Champion... Dubraka. Dubraka? Dubraka. Dubraka. I've got Sterling currently captain. I probably will stick with him. But I was always tempted to go with Van Dijk. I don't know why. I've just got this. It feels wrong getting captain in defence. I know I've got this yeah. premonition of it. Well, obviously, they'll get a clean sheet and then bulleting in a header from a corner. And it, and I could just. I don't know. I don't know. It might depend what side of the bed I get up from. Very well. quickly, I'm not a man who follows the Premier League side, very obviously, as a Chesterfield fan. But for you two, as, as Newcastle fans. Is there, is there, does it ever taint your experience of it in terms of the fact if you did have Van Dijk as captain and Newcastle scored, would that temper your celebrations? Last season, obviously this season's prescience and audacity. That is the <laughs> overarching strategy. Last season, Newcastle got off to such a chronically awful start oh, yeah. that my tactic was to captain or transfer in any player who was hauling in the points who happened to have Newcastle that game week. So I, my entire existence to get some little scrotum of happiness was to try and just make sure that Newcastle lost to my benefit. So yeah, I will enjoy it as long as I get like six points. So a nice little number six in it. It brightens up your day when you see it on that patch of green. Um, no, not even slightly. No. It's it's separate parts of my brain. I can be happy that my FPL team are doing well and still really annoyed. They don't they don't cross over. I'd never be like, oh, good, Van Dijk's got me some points against Newcastle there. I would just remember later in the day that, oh, well, this was something I got. Oh, no, if it was Freddie Shepard, I'd be heartbroken, but it's that fat arsehole, so I don't really care. <laughs> I still find myself, and I'm sure everyone does this, watching games like Bournemouth-Everton on Sunday. I'll be watching it, screaming <laughs> to pass it to Dinya or something. Just, just because he's in my fancy team, I, I'm gonna probably, probably captain Aguero, knowing my. Actually, saying that now that I've looked at it, I might go Kane. Crystal Palace. I might at go home. Crystal Palace, like a little bit all over the shop at the back. Although Spurs at home seem to find it very difficult to break down mm. stubborn sides. Have they know, got a really good about. defensive record, Crystal Palace this season? Yeah, uh, they dropped their arse when they went to Southampton. Um, <laughs> but they're very, very counter-attacking. Yeah. So they yeah. will be sat in very deep against yes. against a side like Spurs. Right, let us know your fantasy football tips in the comments section below or on Twitter at WhatCultureFC. Oh, very quick mention of the fact that myself, uh, Adam Cleary and Adam Nicholas are in a, a league together called the Adam Cup. The Adam the, Cup. And currently top of that league is average. So um, <laughs> somehow, it's a head-to-head league, so we play each other. But every week, one of us has to play average. And every week, average has beat the person it's playing. So league average is currently top of the Adam Cup. Congratulations to, to that. Congratulations and to average. Once again, congratulations to Sagar Sedhain. He is the guy to catch, catch even in the What Culture Fans League. Right. Uh, as I said, you can send us Twitter questions at What Culture FC, where you can follow all three of us. You can follow Adam Cleary at Adam Cleary, C L E R Y. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at Le Champion. 
M Sidgwick. I, I, I want. I do want the followers. Yeah. I do. Uh, you can follow me at Adam Wilborn. I said follow us all at What Culture FC. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with the Premier League preview. We can't call it the Premier League preview because we'll get done. Uh, but for now, my thanks to Adam Cleary and to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for watching, and we will see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.